today I'm really excited to introduce my friend, Laura Murfin. Laura Murfin is a homeschool mom to six daughters. She's happily married to Jim. She's developed and managed Cross 7 Ventures LLC since 2012. And I'm gonna drop the links to that in the show notes so you can go find out all about how great it is on your own. But we'll be talking about it in the show a little bit. Laura's family loves implementing memory work into their homeschool routine. And that's one of the things we're going to talk about today is just how memory work can help build adaptability and flexibility into your kids' lives. But before we get all there, I would just love for Laura to introduce herself to you a little bit. And she has an interesting life where she went to college, went to Mercy Shifts, ended up homeschooling. And we'll hopefully you'll get to know Laura a little bit as we go through this interview. But Laura, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Lisa. I always love talking to you. You you have a lot of wisdom and uh, yeah. just experience. And so it's always fun to talk with you. I learn something new from you every day uh, that I talk to you. And um, I just appreciate all that you've done. And I do love this topic you guys are focusing on, flexibility and adaptability. And it's just so much it's such a great thing to let your kids know that life does not always happen the way we think it should or as planned. And, right, never. <laughs> and sometimes it's more fun and adventurous if you're not super grippy about it. And um, my mom, my parents, they had seven kids and they were always people to think outside the box and they kind of just... Uh, built a vision for all of us to try something interesting and unique. I mean, I have a sister who plays the harp and a sister who's traveled many more countries than I have, but um, three of us were uh, serving on the Mercy ships, um, and that was such a fun experience. I had gone to college. Well, actually, uh, it's so good when your teens can hear of opportunities that are available out there because when I was in church on a Wednesday night, somebody uh, just visited and explained how exciting her life was on the mercy ships. And that just kind of planted a seed in me. So I thought, well, I think I'm going to go to college. I got a business degree and then I'm going to go straight to mercy ships right after that. And I am so glad I did. I served with them for about two and a half years. Um, at that time, I lived on the uh, board uh, a ship called the Anastasis. And uh, you really have to be flexible and adaptable. It's a totally different lifestyle. And um, even just traveling to get to where the, the ship was, was in South Africa, that can be stressful traveling that far. And I would notice people getting all stressed out at the airport, but I was just like, oh, well, we'll get there at some point, but I'm going to enjoy it. And so it was fun to watch people. But, you know, even um, having a ship on the seas, which are completely unpredictable, um, you know, our captain would say, well, we are going to prepare for the worst, but expect the best. And uh, that way we kind of cover all of our bases. And uh, there was just a great way to, a great perspective to develop a new idea and how to live. <laughs> that is so cool. And you went from a, a landlocked Kansas <laughs> liver dweller to yes. a, an, a, an ocean liner, right? I mean, that's, wow. Like, did you have any idea as a young child that you'd be spending a couple years on a boat? No, nope. <laughs> I got to experience what it's like to have sea legs. We were 
sailing from England to Norway and the seas were really rough. And when I got off, I, I just felt like, how am I ever going to be able to walk again? Because the ground just feels like it's moving all the time. But, you know, it was really a fun adventure. Um, Mercy Ships is really cool because uh, they, they have helped, they have done over 100,000 life-changing surgeries in the amount of time they've been working. And, you know, it's just a really great way for um, kids to see the world and make an impact. But you also see, oh my goodness, there is so much need out there. Mercy Ships work so hard and they help so many people, but there are so many, many, many more people that aren't able to be helped because there's just more than they can handle. So Right. We, I have a friend, I was talking to you about this yesterday, who as an adult, she and her husband are nurses and they went and served last summer on the Mercy Ships and the pictures she showed to the, of the people that they served just blew my mind away. Like people are living in such adverse conditions and they're just managing their lives. Like I felt so blessed. We live with modern medicine. It's not even a question. Um, and, and facilities that can handle, um, just accidents and that type of thing. But what an amazing ministry Mercy Ships is. So I'm going to link that in the show notes so everybody can go check them out because if you don't want to send somebody or go yourself, Donate money because you're going to help somebody in real need. Right. Mercy Ships is a very expensive thing to run, but it's all through volunteers and donations. Wow. So even the top doctor there, he could be making a huge salary and he's been there, I don't even know, 30 years, maybe even longer. Wow. Um, and uh, he's, he goes off of donations as well. And he's been recognized globally um, mm -hmm. for all of his philanthropic work. So, Wow, very cool. And yet you're back in Kansas homeschooling six daughters, which demands flexibility and adaptability every day, right? Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Especially daughters. Sometimes we girls can get uptight about things. So managing those kind of emotions is um, something that we have to work on a lot. So yeah. Right. And you're married to a lawyer. So um, you, you probably have to be pretty flexible around his job and some of the demands that he's, he works around every day. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. I mean, sometimes there are things that he has to really work on. It'll be up really late in the night, just researching and all of that. So yeah, it is not a uh, eight to five job at all. It's, you know, but he does get to stay home with us sometimes and we enjoy that, and uh, it's just, it's an interesting lifestyle. I'm grateful we homeschool because um, then, you know, the girls can really uh, be around him when he's able to be here, and we don't feel like they are missing out, so. That's awesome. I love that part. So, Laura, we connected last year um, over Claritas uh, curriculum and Cross 7, which you and your family have developed. And every time we talk, we, I mean, really, we could spend like days on the phone and in person together. It's been such a beautiful, yeah, fun friendship. Yeah. So I'm just so grateful that we got connected. But tell us about Cross 7 and your journey yeah. to get there because you have this whole, you have developed a business because you are willing to be just really flexible and adaptable in a situation that might not have seemed ideal at the time, but you have this amazing outreach now because of it. Right. Well, it is a fun and interesting story. Um, I, my family were very much wanting to find something to fit our needs. And 
you know, I just prayed about it. And then I uh, did a Google search and I was, I, I researched how to be super sleuthy on Google, you know, using <laughs> pluses and brackets and all kinds of stuff. And uh, through that, it didn't even take that long. I, I learned about a group of people in Pennsylvania who had developed a memory work program. And uh, I was so grateful because there were some girlfriends of mine who were meeting together going, hey, maybe we should develop um, a memory work curriculum. But we all knew deep down that that would be a lot of work and we have a lot of kids and maybe you don't want to do that. And so when we found Claritas in Pennsylvania, we were just overjoyed. And the gals in Claritas were so generous. I called them up. They'd never heard from me before. And I just, I, I asked them, hey, our group would love, you know, we could hear a few of their samples online. And so I asked them, hey, is there any way that you would be willing to sell what you guys have created? Because Claritas really developed the memory work for their own co-op. And so I think there was another group who were friends with them in New York. But I believe, maybe I'm wrong, um, that those were the only two places using the Claritas curriculum. And um, when... Uh, Claritas just freely shared their cycle one with um, me and the girls that were in my group. And so can you pause for a minute? Tell us what cycle one is for those who don't, who don't well, really know what cycle one means. Cycle one, there are four cycles total and each cycle focuses on a little short memory work. Um, I don't know sentences and they cover nine subjects history science geography math english grammar latin uh, a timeline science um so there's hymns. not i don't remember if and i got hymns. And, and, and they do hymns too right? scripture yes and so it's over a period of 28 weeks and so you just i, I think one week of memory work is lasts about six to seven minutes so it's not very long some families will listen to i have on the cross seven website it um broken out in different ways that you can listen to it you could listen to week one which would be all nine subjects you could just focus only on math or history and uh anyway so it doesn't take long to listen to one week worth of memory work and young children's minds are able to just hear the songs and learn them pretty quickly. And of course, um, I have a lot of daughters and none of them learn the same way. And I thought, well, it would have been easier if you guys would just all learn the same way for me, but uh, they don't do that. And it's always a fun thing to do to uh, figure out how is this girl going to do it now? You know, um, I think some people have found that it's just too hard for their kid. But I found that once I learned their style, they all could do it, you know, even they're, though they're so different. So on Cross 7, I've tried to implement a, you know, a video so you could actually see the words. And for history, there's a lot of amazing pictures that are out there that um, I want my girls to see while they're uh, reciting those uh, sentences. 
And so it, I just felt like it would give them a touchstone understanding of what they're singing about. And so, of course, there's the auditory as well with the songs. And then I've incorporated some American Sign Language sign language, uh, you know, to, that goes along with the keywords. So um, it's pretty much covers a lot of the different ways that kids learn. And of course, I still had one that baffled me, but we figured out through our Awanas, uh, that's another thing we do. So my kids memorize a lot, but I feel like their memory muscles are very strong. Mm-hmm. And uh, But she, she learned it in her own way. And it was so funny. Once the words were in her mind, she could look at the wall and kind of like point out at the words. She was just seeing them in her mind. And, that, and once they were in, they were locked in. And another daughter, it, she could just listen to it over and over and over and could never say it. And then she'd go to bed and wake up the next morning, could say it without even practicing. She just really needed, for some reason, (laughs) to sleep on it. So we learned, hey, if you go to college, don't cram for a big test. (laughs) You've got to be able to sleep one night before you take a test at least. So (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. So Cross 7 is really, you have put together these four cycles of, of song and visuals and ASL and just a whole bunch of resources to make that memory work just really come alive and equip parents to do it at home or in a co-op or online like we teach at True North, right? Yes, yes. I wanted it to be simple. I feel like homeschool moms have a lot of pressure on them. There's just so much to do, cooking, cleaning, keeping everybody on track, And I just feel like once you log in or your kids can log in, they can just click around. You can tell them, hey, I'm going to go take a shower. I want you to go listen to history until you know it and recite it to me. So you can actually like multitask a little bit (laughs) and you don't have to hold their hand through anything. I just want it user friendly. So and then I've tried I'm trying to develop more things all the time. I did incorporate quizzes for geography and flip cards for the timeline. And this summer, it's taking longer than I thought it would, but I'm adding history word list quizzes, you know, so that's a new thing. So Very cool. And you also, with your kids and their cousins, you make these little history snippet videos that are so adorable. We try to put them on True North. Um, When I see them, I try to link them because they're just so they're great. They're like two or three minutes and they're really fun and high energy and packed full of great information. It's, I don't know how you find time to do it all, but they're, they're great. Well, thank you. I do have about four videos that I need to get done. I got all of the, the stuff that I need to build the video is just sitting down and building the video. Yeah. uh, Yeah. They do take a lot of time and a lot of work, but my goal is to, have cycle three completely finished before the school year starts and then my co-op is learning cycle four this coming school year so hopefully as each week goes by we'll be able to put out another one and so but it takes a lot of time of course my preference would be to have all of them done for every cycle but we'll we're just doing what we can with what we so. Right, with what you have. And cycle one is probably focused on ancient history. Yes. Cycle two is medieval. Cycle three is renaissance. Cycle four is age of explorers to the modern age. 
Right. So that's how, that's how, when we say cycles, we need those, those history groups, right? And um, so tell me, how does this all fit into adaptability and flexibility? Because we, my family too, we have done a ton of memory work over the years using different programs. And I really, as my kids have gotten older, I really see the value of it, that they just have so many resources in their head to draw on. Um, we were at the Museum yes. of the Bible last week in Washington, D.C., and they just, we were there, this is like the beginning of a joke, we were there with a pastor, a rabbi, an evangelist, and a psychologist, <laughs> and then and then my kids, <laughs> and they were, but they were able to keep up because they had so much memory work to draw on. But when we say memory work, we don't mean just have your kids memorize into the ground and then you're done. We mean, it's like a starting point, right? Like you had already mentioned your kids' memory muscles. So tell us more about that. Well, how I discovered that this type of uh, learning would work for my kids was, um, I believe, let me see. Oh, yes. My oldest two daughters were ages five and three. And every night we would read a Bible story before going to bed. And um, after a while, they were like, mom, they started making a request every night. So, you know, I was like, I don't care. I'll read whatever story you want. Um, So, and then they started asking for the same one every night. It was Esther because she's a beautiful princess. They just loved that story. And so, you know, Every single, I'd like, aren't you guys bored? I mean, don't you want to hear any others? No, we got to hear Esther. <laughs> one night I got the book because now you don't even hardly have to turn the page because it's well worn. And so I was getting the book, getting it out. And I don't know if I paused or what happened, but they both just recited the whole story verbatim. And I was like, that is weird. You know, I can't believe they did that. I had no idea they were picking that up. I wasn't pushing it, nothing. And so that was, I think, in October. And it gave me the idea, hey, maybe my girls can memorize the Christmas story, Luke 2, 8 through 20. It was a nice big chunk. And I thought, this would be fun to have them recite it to all the family when we get together. So we just worked on a little bit every day. They got it perfectly. I mean, they just spat it off. So I had a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and my one-year-old, um, she was able to recite it as well. Oh, and the, and your girls are so cute. Oh. I just have to say, like, you have the most beautiful family. Oh, <laughs> thank you. But uh, yeah, so I was just like, you know what, I kind of think we're kind of geared for this memory work stuff. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it just kind of naturally happened. But like I said, I, then I had another daughter and it it was not like that. I could say a passage 20 times over and she would not, it wouldn't sink in. And um, she had to actually sit and sound out every single word on her own. And once she could say it fluidly, you know, quickly, not having a lots of pauses, sounding things out. Once she could just say it once like that, it was in there and there's no way you could uh, take it out. And, um, So we were grateful to learn her secret. And I still have a three-year-old now, so I don't know how she will do it. Um, You know, she's totally different than the other ones still. You know, I'm always thinking at least some of you guys can be the same, right? But (laughs) But no, (laughs) I know every kid is so different. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you really see this as um, you're, you have a business degree, your husband's a lawyer, you have 
a lot of medical people in your family. Yes. Your brother-in-law is a doctor and your, your sisters are amazing. I mean, you just have a very unique family, like, like everybody, but do you see that? I mean, your girls are probably going to do really different things. Yes. Do you feel like this is really going to equip all of them regardless of what they do? Well, they've already told me my older ones are now in high school and we ha um, attend a co-op that's been well established over 20 years. So they offer a lot of challenging high school classes. And so I've had daughters taking chemistry and biology and algebra two and, you know, things that are challenging. I mean, really and they both said, I am so glad that we did this memory work because it's just made me familiar with a lot of these things and concepts. And now, of course, I'm learning them much deeper. And sometimes they'll talk about stuff with me that they've learned and I have no idea what they're talking about. But uh, they have, you know, figured out um, how to study for themselves, you know, um, but they've also learned that this memory work, it just doesn't leave you. I mean, you're required, if you're taking these tests, you know, we've used Apologia, you know, those are pretty rigorous courses and um, there's a lot of memory work still required to pass those tests. And I, I'm so grateful to see them diligently doing that. And my oldest right now is also learning about CLEP tests. Mm -hmm. And that'll require a lot of memory work as well. And we'll see how she does with that. But it's just a, a new thing that we're gonna try out. But yeah, we're always um, falling back to, this is such a huge blessing to our family, so. Awesome. And one thing I've, real, I've realized over the last couple of years of just talking about memory work is that so many of us as adults are like, oh, I have a terrible memory. I don't memorize anything. Mm -hmm. But if you're, it, I always say this example. So my son just broke his leg um, at Christmas and he went into the doctor. And in the middle of the surgery, the doctor doesn't go, oh, I forget what that is. Let me Google that. Oh, Hold wow. on a second. He, that doctor has it memorized. But we have so much stuff memorized, but we just use it in our lives. So we think it's normal. Well, but yeah. Um, yeah, everybody who's an, an adult working, whatever job they have, they have a lot of stuff memorized, whether they recognize right. it or not. So well, I just taught, we just had a friend from China visit us. She just left today. And I didn't even start talking about memory work, but she, um, she's, I can't even remember all that she's done. She's a great Christian girl and she sat under some great teachers. And she said that she had a professor that had a long list of the hundred reasons why you should memorize. And I was oh. like, why don't you show, well, of course it's all in Chinese, but, um, <laughs> I just said, give me the top five. And, yeah. uh, so she did. And oh. he just said that, you know, more practice equals a better memory. You know, you just have to keep doing it and build that memory muscle. And another thing, you know, they're interested in learning English. So yeah. he found that memorization was really, really a great uh, tool to learn a new language. Oh. And um, he also said to her that repetition is power. And I was like, what does that mean? Um, and then he went further to say repetition creates miracles because wow. highly successful people have really understood their area of expertise and can dynamically pass on the wealth of information they have acquired through their diligent study of their subjects. So that's how you get experts, you know, because they yeah. 
thoroughly understand and know so much. And she even um, went even further to talk about elite athletes, how it's not necessarily in your mind memory work, but it's your body. And, you know, they're so much repetition with their muscles as they're learning all their new skills. And um, it yields fine precision. So, but it's, you know, your brain, of course, is connected to all those movements, but uh, they are just honed in those movements so much through their uh, repetition. So body memory. Wow. Yeah. That's, wow. So that's really interesting that it, it doesn't, it's not culturally bound at all. Memory is, right. well, this old saying, memory is the mother of learning. Right. Um, yeah. We all have the ABCs memorized, like, yeah. you know, but we don't even think about it. We just look at a word and we have it. Snappo. And it's so. always fun to ask three-year-olds count to 10 or whatever. And yeah, we quite gotten that mastered sometimes. But. Yeah. <laughs> You know, they catch on pretty fast. So yeah, that's fun. So what, anything you wanted to leave our reader, our, our listeners with about memory work, adaptability and flexibility. You, I mean, you've been in this world, like really immersed in it since 2012 with just creating Cross 7. Yes. And, um, it's, I'm, I'm super excited about Cross 7 because it just, the songs, we just learn how to memorize through songs so well and you put so much information to songs that are just really edifying and you have so many resources on your website so you really created tools for the homeschool family and even those who are after schooling who are in public school or private school to just really do fun educational stuff that's not not a grind really honestly yeah so so anything you want to just leave our listeners with about about this at the end like just sure well in my um little group there's some really amazing families and one of the moms told me her son has severe dyslexia and you know he looks happy in our class because he's able to catch on with what we're talking and i think things start clicking and she has come to me before just with tears in her eyes saying how important memory work has been for him. And I have another family with a child who uh, has cerebral palsy, he's not able to speak. He comes to our class every week. His mom says it's his most favorite class to attend. And she says it just makes him feel like he's fitting in. You know, he's understanding what's being said and he's following along and he's like, I'm doing the same thing as all these other kids. And uh, I just think, it's such a great thing to be able to do that. And it's gratifying and um, I, I, I'm just so joyful and grateful when, you know, families do benefit like that, so. Yeah, you, you're, you have such a heart for ministry. Your whole family does, it's just, it's a real beautiful testimony, but <laughs> you've just gone from mercy ships to just living out that, that attitude of mercy to others through this memory program, so. Thanks for being on the program today, Laura. I love talking to you. (laughs) I love talking to you too, and I appreciate you letting me come on. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll put a ton of links in the show notes so everybody can find you and Mercy Ships and all sorts of other good stuff. All right. Well, We'll catch you guys later. Thanks. All right. right.